Hello everyone, welcome back to our second episode of our introduction series to sustainability. We are down to earth. And today we're going to discuss the 17 sustainable development goals. My name is Vahini and I have Julisa here with me. Hello. So Julisa, do you want to introduce the SDGs to the listeners? Yes, definitely I can. So the Sustainable Development Goals, also known as the SDGs, um, are 17 goals that have been set out by the UN. And the idea of this is to kind of try and make the world a better place. As we and a lot of others finally kind of came to the realization that if we're going to continue going the way we're going now with our lifestyle, focusing on consumerism, for example, um, and focusing more on profits over, like over the environment um, we may not be able to live very sustainably for a long time uh, so the UN set out to set these 17 goals which are basically focused on health education um, equality economic growth of course as well um, also focused on climate change and making certain that cities are more sustainable uh, in total, as I said, there are 17 goals. And also the agenda was adopted by a total of 103 members of the United Nations since 2015. And the idea is to actually implement these sustainable development goals by 2030. Cool. Today we're going to talk about how this applies in Trondheim. And me and Julissa are just going to have a discussion. We're also inviting some guests from the Sustainability Center and just talk about what we think about the sustainable goals. If we think they are too ambitious, just try to be a bit critical because I feel like, no, having 17 goals, it's a lot. And, um, it, and it's, as you said, by 2030, we have now it's 2021, 20, nine years to complete them. Uh, what do you think about that, Jalesa? We have nine years to complete them from now still. And there's still a lot left to be done. It's also definitely when we're looking at big corporations, they are still very much focusing on profiting and making sure that um, they make as much money as possible, right? Yeah. And there's also a lot of extra things that are coming in now with technology and like how is this impacting our world or how, how does this... Like as we talked about carbon footprint last episode, how is this actually like translating whatever we do online as well? And how can we be sustainable with that? Mm. Um, so I think it's very ambitious to basically achieve all of these goals within the next nine years. Also, just because there's so many people that don't know about these goals, actually. Yeah, we should probably talk about some of the sustainable goals, yes. um, especially the number 12, sustainable consumption and production. We have we did mention in our previous episode about uh, the plus uh, buildings or the carbon neutral buildings and how we in Trondheim are trying to make sustainable s solutions. I think have built out a lot of bike lanes just to try to make people use their bikes uh, and also the sustainability center here. We try to use our bikes more, and I think uh, those things are important. Yeah, I, I'm I'm from a biking country, right? Yeah. So I'm from the Netherlands. So to see Trondheim like slowly transforming into becoming a biking city is actually very interesting to me, mm. especially as I've been living here for three years now. And to see how gradually they're like implementing these like bike roads, which is like a red lane um, on the side of the roads, yeah. uh, which sometimes doesn't make a lot of sense just because logistically it doesn't work. But, you know, that's okay. 
we're, we're just we're just starting it. <laughs> but it's very nice to kind of see the adaptation to being more um, conscious about how, what transport we're using as well, right? Mm. Um, and the bike biking is first of all it's very healthy for you as well, mm. um, and also it's really good for the environment in the sense of you are not using any, you're not increasing your own um, carbon footprint, right? Yeah. So um, it's nice to see that the development. Yeah. of becoming more of a biking city here in Trondheim. There was also uh, another goal here, uh, goal number two, zero hunger. I don't know, I th- feel like that's the most most ambitious one on this list. Uh, that's really sad, but... Um, if And also end poverty, number one. That's also... Like, how do you, how do, you do that besides providing girls education, which, which also is money demanding? Like, a country needs to have money to, to do all of this. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, that's a, a hard question. Very hard question. It's extremely ambitious as well, though, uh, especially if you're also looking into, if you're looking at the first two sustainable development goals, right? Yeah. No poverty and uh, zero hunger. Um, they're quite hard to achieve and standardize. For example, here in Norway, um, when looking at zero hunger, one of the things that Norway is actually not doing that well in is the part of recycling as well and food waste Mm -hmm. so this is also like something that we can focus on more because there's so many extra sub factors that come in with each goal yeah Uh, and to achieve this i find it very hard um for me for example like it's hard to suggest uh, something i've been working for a non-profit organization that focuses on uh, giving health care to people that don't have health care uh, and then to the people that you speak to on, on the street, sometimes it's very hard for people to realize that these things are going on, right? Mm. Um, to kind of fathom the fact that people don't have food or people don't have money, especially as we are, we, we don't really, we're not really exposed to that in that sense nowadays Yeah, um, as much anymore. And I think exposure probably would potentially assist in tackling this because that's also when people develop a consciousness and be like okay this is going on i could help out with this yeah and i see also um there has been some small steps though like too good to go uh where they like uh, half and or more than half the price on food that's uh, are going uh out on date and also at the stores as well uh groceries that i have bought a lot of like meat that's going out, out of date and so there are some small steps, but I think we, as you said, has a long way to go. And I think that thing that you just said there, like the fact that we're focusing more on the the products that are going to waste in that sense, uh, I think we should kind of highlight that even more. Put it on the store, you know, like also like things that are discounted and make it visible because very often these products are kind of hidden in corners. At least in the True. Stores. Yeah. Mm. And I think if it's a bit more noticeable where people can see it, um, this would already be able to do a lot, I think. Yeah, true. Okay, now Julius and I have talked a lot. We'll give the words to our guests. So to continue our discussion, I'm joined here today with Chloe. Hi, yep, I'm usually working behind the scenes on the podcast. So I'm taking the courage to join you here in person today. And we're going to have a discussion with some of the other interns from the center about the SDGs. So I'd like to welcome Andrew and Anna. Thank you very much, Chloe. Thank you, Vahini, for having us here. Of course. 
Hello guys, I'm Anna. Um, thank you for having me. I'm also part of the podcast team, but it's totally different to actually be with you here and discuss with you. And thank you for giving us this opportunity. I think it's really interesting that we can get a more diverse range of views on the SDGs and sustainability in general. So I agree. You're welcome. Could you maybe tell us a bit more about what you do at the centre? Um, yes, of course. First of all, I've coming from Greece. I'm intern and co-student with the rest of you, so it's so nice to see you again here. And in the Sustainability Centre, we work in different projects and initiatives in order to localize and implement the SDG goals. And that's actually very interesting. And we have, like, for example, the podcast team, the SDG Clinic Academic team, the database, um, the one that we work with, Agatha, the Net Zero um, City Index, they're all very interesting projects and they're all like uh, specified to different uh, sectors and actions. So what about you, Andrea? Yeah, um, I'm from Brazil and I've been in Norway for some time f- now. And I'm studying with the girls, Globalization and Sustainable Development. We are doing a master's degree. I'm here working with the clinic with the girls as well. And aside that, we have a lot of good projects. I think it's really good for us because we can have different perspectives about sustainability, not only uh, the green part, but you can work with people and see a different different perspectives about the, the issues that we are facing now. Exactly. And at the same time, we'll learn a lot that we didn't even know existing. And it's like the green that you mentioned before, <laughs> that's a nice one. Yeah. And like social, economic in all aspects. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think the Sustainability Centre really does to kind of implement and play into the SDGs? Yeah, I think is is giving not only for us, but for the city of Trondheim, a new perspective, how to deal with the the climate change, the social change that we are facing and bringing the students to do some of the job is really important because uh, we can see how things work, like the politics, the economic way of these things, because sometimes we just learn in the university, but seeing the real world is a different perspective that we can get. So I believe the center can give us that. And of course, we can contribute to the city to build a better future not only for people from Trondheim, of course, but all over the Norway and the world. We can like share our experience from being from different countries. So I believe it's a little bit of that the center can give us. That's true. And I think also by being straight from the university, you have like new, new knowledge that people usually don't know about. Exactly. So that too as well is really important to highlight. I totally agree. And also um, I can just mention the fact that I like that they're really welcoming to us and they're leaving us the space to participate to projects and take initiatives because it's also like we organized each other with the teams so that's nice because it gives us the opportunity to actually engage in like for example in the engagement programs and initiatives like that. For sure and I, I just really like what the centre represents because a lot of the time within politics it's kind of checking boxes for sustainability whereas this is an actual venture to directly act 
and feed into sustainability goals. Yeah, that's true. And uh, what's your favorite uh, sustainability goal? Uh, my favorite one, even though, you know, I like coal, uh, there is no separation over there, but <laughs> the thing is, I like mostly number 11, sustainable cities and communities, because I personally believe it's really important, like the sustainable development and urban planning. And like, uh, let's begin from simple things like health, education, infrastructure, um, good roads for mobility and people like actually walk and bicycling and then taking it step by step it goes to organization and like city planning and bigger uh, ventures and initiatives so i would suggest this one but i think that all the goals and the sub goals in a way they are connected to each other yeah do you have um do you have any special project that you find interesting all of them. <laughs> All of them. Um, I wouldn't really like to separate them. Okay, the podcast team that we are actually right now, it's also like the uh, project of our heart. But apart from that, I think all the projects are addressed with different uh, challenges and they resolve a different contemporary issue. So for me, it's super interesting to see the procedure before the final product, which is, for example, a database or a plan or a policy document, because it gives you the opportunity to actually see step by step what's going on there yeah andrew what about you yeah i also agree with anna uh, and my favorite goal is number 12 responsible consumption and production uh, i see that yeah we live in a growing world with like population and stuff like that so i think we need to think better about our patterns of consumption uh, since we need to feed a lot of people and deal with a lot of problems i think this goal is really important because we see like developing countries they need their Demands, of course, and we need to think how to uh, achieve the resolution, if I can say like that, the, of the problems, mm -hmm. and improve the way of living. So we have an quality and like management of our resources, and we can't consume like the whole world in the way that some countries are doing today. So I think this goal is important because you can, we need to think about the way we are using our resources to achieve the needs of people. And like for the future, uh, the population is still growing. So how we can do that? And I think this goal can yeah. talk a little bit about that. Do you, do you have any examples from your home country? Uh, yes. Uh, as I said before, I'm from Brazil. And Brazil is a developing country. So we have 200 million people uh changing the social status now we have some problems like that we didn't have a few years ago but we still have this mentality that we need to use all our resources and of course we have people trying to uh, grow in a better way in a more sustainable way but in general we still have this mentality that we just need to take from the nature and use what it gives to us more and more and more yeah exactly and then we need to think how not to do that and like how achieve our needs. And I think Brazil is a good example because uh, since we talk about Amazon, for example, is most yeah. common amongst people. We have like these issues to to see and face. So you said that your favorite goal was goal um, number 12, twelve, and that's sustainable production and consumption and that's actually the goal that I identify most with as well because I think a lot in our world can be relayed back to a lack of this um, if you look at the pollution in terms of greenhouse gases and plastic in the oceans um, 
a lot of it can be traced back to irresponsible production and we ourselves um the patterns of consumption that we have fuel it so we're really not helping in this matter either because it's very easy to say oh this is wrong but we're not changing our lifestyles to kind of change the root problem either um and if we just look at the figures like a third of all food produced ends up wasted yeah so we can see that we live in a culture of excess particularly in Britain and the developed countries uh, yeah, we're based I, in. What I like this goal because it's not only about the economic growth, but also social. So we can we need to think about that together because right. sometimes we just think about how make money, but we need to see that people are struggling. Yeah. So how we can change the social patterns without harming the environment and giving space for everyone to be more developed in a like more sustainable. But I guess you could argue that corporations who are responsible for a lot of this, they don't always consider the social side of things. And I think that's the real challenge here is trying to persuade corporations to take action to place sustainability over profit because I can't see a lot of them doing that in the short term or the long term. Yeah, and I believe like COVID gave us an example how we need to see the the way that we do this kind of stuff because we saw the patterns changing about traveling, about consumption, like more people was home. And then like this also showed us that there is some problems and there are solutions as well. So it's not like we're not lost in the way of changing things. There is a path that we can follow. We just need to be available to open our minds and do the change that I would agree. And obviously the SDGs, they have this ambitious goal to be reached by 2030. So do you really think it's viable for this to happen? Honestly, and I cannot wait to hear your opinions as well, Andrea and Chloe, as like part of the SDG clinic team and discussing about net zero. For me, depending on the region and like the political and regional uh, planning and development, some of those goals can be reached and some of them, they're like really ambitious because some of the countries and the goals itself, they don't have the basis to actually achieve those goals. The positive thing for me is the fact that those goals exist and they are actually written in paper because somebody addresses this issue and this challenge. But at the same time, if you like look at the timeline, for me it's totally different from region to region. And for some regions, it's like almost impossible to achieve that by this uh, year. But in, in even in this case that they cannot achieve it, they can actually, we can share the infrastructure, the mindset, the knowledge, and we can share tools to see how we can help each other. So like the whole mindset, it's actually really good. The thing is in practical steps and like founding and uh, like uh, investments, uh, we need to help each other more because we have a huge gap between regions. Do you have any critique of the SDGs and the way that they're implemented then? I think SDGs was a big growth compared to millennial goals because we are approaching way more issues and also seeing the different the difference between the countries because I believe the millennial goals was a good start but with a lot of flaws. So now, of course, we still can improve the SDGs and we need to see back the what was done wrong to the next goals. But we shouldn't think to the next ones. We need to focus now. But comparing to the millennial goals, I think was a big, big, big improvement because we have more indicators, more targets. It's more scientific. Yeah, exactly. And cover more ground. So I think we are doing good, 
but of course we can be better. And I don't think that we are going to achieve 100% of the goals by 2030. But I don't think that's a problem necessarily because at least uh, we see that many countries and companies and people are trying to change. And at least we are making people more conscious about the, the things we need to do. So even if you don't achieve 100%, as Anna said, depends the country, the region, we need to see at least the effort to implement them. That we're on the right path. Yeah, exactly. And also for me, like geographical location plays a very important role because, for example, for the SDG about clean water, I mean, there are some regions that they just cannot do it, but they need to build the infrastructure to work towards that. So for me, it's like very specified in some regions. Yeah, and I also think uh, the technology needs to be made cheaper for the countries that can't afford it. This is very random, but I saw, I think it was uh, a video on Reddit or something, but they had a water bottle with like really dirty water. Uh, They put something, I think it was called Polygon, Mm -hmm. and they just shook the, the water bottle and the dirtiness just went down to the bottom. And I don't know if it's viable or cheap, but stuff like that could really help people in the developing countries. And actually, Vahini, since you're coming from a technological domain as well, I think also this is a very good point. Like, digitalization could actually help the implementation of SDGs, both in like in every region, not just the developing countries. I think, yeah, digital development could actually come in and help. So Absolutely, and as Andrew mentioned earlier, COVID pandemic is a very good example. Everyone used video calls and that reduced our carbon emission as a whole, like for the aviation industry and such. So uh, technology is a really good uh, tool. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective as well, because obviously I think the countries that are known as developed countries, such as Britain, where I come from myself, have a lot to be responsible for. And even though we're hosting the um, upcoming COP26, which is obviously supposed to engage all the world actors in um, net zero, sustainability, the SDGs. I think we don't always consider how developing countries don't have the same access to resources and capital to try and engage with this. Because I guess that's an issue in Brazil that you face. You don't always had the same living standards so that's a kind of focus politically for you instead of sustainability right yeah i agree and but i also believe that this give us a little bit of more opportunity to develop in a sustainable way as i said before i think we should make a group effort like all countries together because of course i believe that the north part of the globe they have a lot to teach us and to help us because the way that they started to develop was way ahead of us, for example, from yeah. the south of the globe. A real big head start, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think we need to be together on this. Because I see some people or some specific groups just complaining. And of course, we need to uh, see the issues itself, but try to do together. Do you, you think know? developing countries need more assistance and support? Yeah, I think sometimes not only giving money is the solution. Because sometimes I see some developed countries, they give the money. And the part is done. But it's not like that. Because if we struggle, we're going to struggle together. Of course, some countries more than others. So there's more to do. Like the changing mindset, changing the way that politics are done. So that we can be on board together. 
And I think the SDGs require you to be creative exactly. in the solutions that you produce. Exactly. So if we share them, then surely that's the way forward. Yeah, because if you see, for example, climate change, uh, the countries that contribute less to global warming is going to be one of the most af affected by it. For example, some islands, places that they don't contribute to global warming, but they're suffering a lot with that. So yeah. that's the thing, like, how can we cooperate? I think we can think also that we live in one planet so there is no other way that you can change that and if we stop thinking only about countries but the whole thing i think we can achieve these goals like easy not easier necessarily but in a better way that more people can be there together okay so thanks guys for joining us today it's been really interesting having this discussion with you um hopefully for the viewers at home it's made you a little bit more aware and interested in the sdgs although it's incredibly hard to cover all 17 in this one podcast but we encourage you to go and research them at home for yourself yeah of course and uh, i would also like to thank our guests today uh, andrew anna also i would like to thank Jelisa and chloe and the podcast team behind the scenes it has been a real pleasure and i hope we will see you guys on the next episode thank you